Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. And might I also add, thank God it's Friday. Yes, folks, thank God it is Friday, and we have made it through the uh, the week, the ordeal, the hostage situation. Uh, sadly, unfortunately, I believe our good friend uh, Mike Pilworski is still engaged in the hostage situation, otherwise known as the 9 to 5, or in this case, the 9 to 6, or whenever, you know, him Him being the, uh, the military man that he is, uh, he, is he is fully engaged at this point, uh, and uh, while we have been missing him, uh, we, you and I, are having a good time nonetheless. Uh, I am uh, I am actually going to be in Bakersfield, California this weekend for the California Republican Assembly annual convention. In fact, as soon as I am done here, I will be packing up my stuff. Well, my stuff's already packed. I will be hopping in the ride and I will be driving to Bakersfield and we'll be having a good time all weekend. Uh, if you want to check out the festivities, watch the videos, look for the California Republican Assembly uh, on uh, YouTube or on Facebook, and you'll be able to see uh, the number a number of speakers uh, and the events that are going on right there in Bakersfield, California. Once again, largest and fastest growing Republican volunteer organization in the state of California. And on that note, I do believe that it is time that we uh, that we take a quick moment out and that we uh, well we. Talk a little bit about our sponsors. That's right, uh, folks. This show does not happen without our sponsors. So it's vitally important uh, that you support them as they support us. And we'll start with Hitman Industries. Hitman Industries, if you've purchased an AR in the last few years, chances are you already have one of their barrels. Uh, but would like to encourage you, look, if you're looking to do a rebuild, if you're, if you're looking to rebarrel your old rifle, there's no better place to go than to Hitman Industries. They have rifle and pistol length barrels available for you to purchase as well as other accessories. Check them out at hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly, like I told you, the, the largest and fastest growing conservative volunteer organization in the state of California. Uh, check them out at cragop.org. That's cragop.org. Org, uh, a group that I have been involved with for well over 25 years, phenomenal group, and is is having an impact here in the state of California. If you want to know why you have a Republican majority uh, uh, in in the House, I will tell you right now, it is because of the work of volunteers uh, with organizations like this. So check them out at cragop.org. Then we have hog holsters. If you're looking for an inside-the-waistband holster, if you're looking for a concealed carry holster, uh, there's no better place to look. There's no other place that you need to look than hogholsters.com. And the added bonus is you can get a discount code. If you use the discount code THE RUNDOWN, uh, all caps, no spaces, uh, you can get a discount there at hog holsters today. And then finally, if you're looking for outdoor gear, tactical gear, if you're looking for rain gear, hunting gear, uh, boots, hats, 
uh, sunglasses, backpacks, all anything you need in the area of outdoor and tactical stuff, trust me, you will find it at uscombatgear.com. Uh, Veteran-owned and operated. Uh, the folks over there will take very good care of you. They operate in integrity. They, they have low prices uh, as well as fast shipping. So check them out once again, uscombatgear.com. All right, we're going to go ahead and start off today talking about, well, gosh, you guys, if you watched last week, you know that there was a, an inc- there was a number of incidents where involving rioters there in uh, in in uh, Chicago, and unlike in the, unlike in 2020 where they you know used George George Floyd as an excuse, there really was no excuse for some of the stuff that was going on there in Chicago, and what's even worse is there's no excuse for the politicians who excused it. And uh, let me just give you let me just give you some of the, the just some of the folks who were talking about it. Chaos along Michigan Avenue during a beautiful spring night. Large crowds of young people captured on cell phone video running around creating a major disturbance near Millennium Park. When I came back, this whole, this whole area was lined with this street was blocked off by a, a wall of, of police up to the next block. The groups running around jumped on cars, CTA buses, and weaved in and out of oncoming traffic. Then a shooting. Police confirmed two teenagers were shot near Michigan and Wabash. A 16-year-old boy was shot in the arm and a 17-year-old boy was shot in the leg. We've had it almost every year, and I just think the, the, the police feel that they don't have support from the, go, you know, from the, the mayor and stuff to, to really do what they have to do. Both Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Mayor like Brandon Johnson responded to the violence. This is not the first time uh, that we've uh, addressed these issues, but our young people have an opportunity um, and, and a right to enjoy the entirety of our city, but they have to do it in a way that is respectful for people and property. And we did address that um, over the weekend and we will continue to address it. Mayor like Johnson called the activity, quote, unacceptable and went on to say, quote, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. All right. So you notice there how how uh, the, you know, at least I'll give Lightfoot something. At least she's saying, look, these these kids got to do it right. Right. Uh, but but on the other hand, you have the 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 mayor elect, Brian Johnson, uh, who refuses to refuses to acknowledge that something needs to be done that this is that this unlawfulness is not acceptable and and and, and when i say not acceptable because he he'll say oh it's not acceptable but what he refuses to do is to hold these young people accountable for their actions in fact uh in a local tv interview he refused to even denounce the the rioting and the looting check it out loot because they that's how they can eat the real answer is, how do we make sure, the question is, how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is going to condone, um, you know, behavior that, that quite frankly, <coughs> speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not, people you're not are, condoning looting? I, I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation. But you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. By so you're, you're not that, condoning looting? There's no way to 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 embrace that. What I'm saying is you can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. So in other words, uh, and what he's referring to in part is businesses like Walmart who have now shut shut down 
uh, one of their major stores in, in Chicago because they simply cannot afford to stay open because they people keep stealing stuff. They keep allowing people to come in. They keep a, the police don't, can't do anything about it. Uh, the 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 uh, district attorney there won't do anything about it, and clearly the mayor won't do anything about it. Uh, but there's this rising crime, and businesses are like, look, I, I, I my employees aren't safe. Our employees aren't safe. Our uh, customers aren't safe. And not only that, we're losing money hand over fist. And because of that, he says that they're looting the community. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's the, the, the funny part is he says we can't ignore the cries. Well, what about the cries of people who are innocently victimized, innocent people who are victimized by the robbing, by the looting, and by the assault that is taking place in the streets of Chicago? Well, take this instance, for example. Now that was a, that was a couple, a black man and a, and, a, and a white woman. Doesn't really matter, except that. Well, let's well put it to you this way: it would have been covered by the major news media had they been black people attacked by white people, but they weren't. There was a, in particular, it was a white woman attacked, white woman and a black man attacked. And by the way, the black man, the guy, the brother who was with her, caught the brunt of the attack. Uh, but they were attacked, and you know what? I don't. I, I don't hear any outcry for them. I don't hear any. We need to hold these people accountable. I'm trying to figure out why you, why people who are as the as the mayor elect says, starving, need to attack someone who just. They, all they did was they just walked out of a store. They walked out of a store into this mob, and when they tried to get away from the mob, they were attacked, and they're excusing it. You have people like Joy Reid on MSNBC who acts as if, oh, there's nothing to see here. There's no violence in America. It's a running theme in America today where so many people walking around or behind those neighborhood doors are so heavily armed and paranoid. And more and more of these people feel increasingly empowered to shoot people based off this constant fear that danger is lurking everywhere. I wonder where that paranoia seems to be coming from. Thinking, thinking, thinking. High crime. America's crime crisis. Crime is a disease. We need crime control. Shootings, murder, assault, anarchy in the streets of our entire country almost. Violent offenders, they are roaming the streets. The point is disarming you so you can't defend yourself against their plans for you. The issue is not too many guns. The issue is too many thugs, hoodlums, and savage criminals on our streets. What we are seeing is the outgrowth of Fox and other right-wing media's constant message that people who don't look like you or worship like you are out to get you. And when you combine that with a country that has more guns in civilian hands than any other on Earth and NRA-backed laws that encourage people to use them, well, no wonder we can't even ring someone's doorbell anymore. Joining me now. All right, so in other words, what they did in each and every one of those stories, right, in each and every one of those news reports that you saw from Fox News, they were reporting on violence that is occurring in major metropolitan Democrat-run cities. And they were also reporting on how nothing was being done about it. How police were either, either told to stand down or they could do try to do their job with both of their hands tied behind their back. 
knowing that in many cases, as soon as they arrested somebody, they were going to be released into the streets and not really ever prosecuted. See, they act as if that none of that happens. And then when people take precautions to be able to defend themselves because they know that the criminal justice system has, has abandoned them. And that's what that, that, let me just be clear. In many of these democratic, Democrat-run cities, uh, the, the criminal justice system has abandoned them. Uh, there are cops who are not allowed to do their jobs. There are district attorneys who refuse to do their jobs. And there are politicians who have turned a blind eye to the victimhood, that, to, to, to the victimization of their own people. They have chosen to side with the criminals and not the victims. That is exactly what is happening. And by the way, as those policies have become more prevalent, we have seen the number of incidences of crime and violent crime go up. Now, to be clear, in these very same areas, gun laws have gotten more strict, right? Who can own a gun, when they can own a gun, what kind of gun they can have, how many rounds can be in that gun, and when the government can come and take those guns from them. All of that in these areas, all of those policies have gone up, have gotten stricter, right? So you can't blame guns. You can't bl- you can't say the gun more gun policy is the answer because guess what? It hasn't been. But guess what has changed? What used to be considered a serious crime has changed. We've taken crimes that were felonies and we've turned them into misdemeanors. We've taken felons who were in prison and we've either put them in county jails or we've released them onto our streets. We've removed the idea of cash bail so that people who com- have been uh, people who do commit crimes, in some cases, if, if we're lucky, they get it, they get arrested, uh, and then they're released, right? If you're lucky, they get arrested. That's the lucky part. The unlucky part is they get a citation, or in many cases, the police don't even bother to go because they know that they're going to be released. And all of that, in all of those instances so that they can commit another crime, so that they can victimize somebody else. And there are hundreds of incidences, hundreds of news reports. Uh, okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm saying hundreds. Uh, I'm sure there are hundreds. I haven't done the investigation to see if there are hundreds. But I'm, I do know that there are dozens of stories that are not, well, you won't see them in the mainstream media, but you will see them in the media of individuals who... Had we not had policies like sanctuary city policies or no bail policies or early release programs uh, or decriminalization of crime, there are do- at a minimum dozens of news reports that you will find of people who prior to all of that would have still been in jail who actually committed crimes once they got out. In fact, there was a study that showed that 70% of those who committed crimes before uh, and were released uh, wound up committing crimes again. And that's what we're dealing with right now. And I'm, once again, that's not everybody. But there are a percentage of people, there are certain people who, quite frankly, are, are going to go as far as our criminal justice system will allow them to go. And, and they will go, when I say go far, I mean they will victimize people until they are forced to stop. 
I, I, I get it. You don't want a disproportionate number of any group of people to wind up uh, in a criminal justice system. You don't want somebody who's a, a one-time offender who got caught up. Uh, you don't want them to be stuck in a criminal justice system. You want them to be able to cycle out of that so that they can uh, hopefully change their ways and live productive lives. I get that. And we need to work towards that. But we cannot do so while at the same time ignoring that there are evil people out there that need to be held accountable. And the only thing that will hold them accountable is a strong criminal justice system, is consequences for their actions. We can't ignore that. We have to, it's time that we stopped ignoring that and then we actually started actually, oh, I don't know, enforcing the law. Anyway, I will now get off of my, uh, I will now get off of my soapbox uh, and move on to our next story. Now we're talking about holding people accountable. And uh, one of the things that uh, we have found recently uh, is that there is at least one individual who has not been held accountable. And, and we know this, we on the right know this. Well, now uh, even the mainstream media is now reporting on an incident of a whistleblower in the Hunter Biden case. Uh, this is an this is an IRS official. This individual has worked on a number of high profile uh, cases uh, and investigations uh, where they have investigated individuals with uh, uh, with uh, in in uh, dealing with the area of tax evasion. Uh, but what's interesting about this whole thing is that uh, he has basically said, "Look, I have seen people." lie i in fact he came out he but here one of the things that he has talked about is he's talked about the fact that he's seen senior uh senior irs officials lie to congress about what is going on and, and when you think about hmm i'm sorry not i'm sorry not not irs officials senior doj officials lie uh because he's seen this individual and you know basically who, who they're talking about is merrick garland uh, I'm get. Well, let me clarify. I am guessing they're talking about Merrick Garland, who basically said, "No, we're not involved in or 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 tipping the scale or putting a thumb on the scale when it comes to uh, the investigation into Hunter Biden." Well, this is a whistleblower who has evidence that uh, that that is just simply not the case. That uh, whether it was the in, in, he, this individual has been involved in this since early 2020, uh, and uh, in essence, what he is basically saying, insinuating, is that. Uh, there was an attempt uh, by uh, uh, there's an attempt by the administration, by this administration, or I, well, let me clarify. I don't know if it was this administration or if it was just simply the intelligence agencies, all right, uh, to put their thumb on the scale when it came to the Hunter Biden thing. Uh, and and I, what I believe we're talking about here is we're talking about post-election. I believe I don't know, uh, but we won't know until Congress. Uh, goes through and gets him the whistleblower protections and then he will come forward and he will testify to Congress. And once again, for me, I'll just say this. I, I give a hoot about Hunter Biden. Yeah, I want to see Hunter Biden held accountable. My question is, because you know I've seen some of the, some of the information that, that, that came from the laptop, there is clear evidence on this laptop that uh, there, is, there are members of the Biden family uh, and, and numerous instances where the, the, the big guy is mentioned, uh, where there are ties to, and there, there, where there are ties to the president uh, and influence peddling. And uh, the fact that he lied about this during the campaign, uh, the fact that he has lied about this since he has become president, uh, and no one is holding him accountable. No one is talking about any of it. 
uh, is a concern to me because here we are coming up on another presidential election. Apparently, he's going to be announcing his re-election. Uh, if none of this comes up, if none of this is brought up, uh, in particular, by the way, the cover-up is going to be a big deal. When ABC News starts reporting, and you know ABC News, you know, uh, the, you know the basically news one of the news stations that's owned by the Democratic Party. Uh, when they start reporting on it, you know that there's that there's uh, that there's some there there. So anyway, I'm real interested to see what comes of that. Uh, I really, uh, I'm really hoping that justice is done in this particular case. Uh, when I say justice, like I said, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, that that if you're supposed to be held accountable, you should be held accountable. And those of us who who, who saw stuff like this and heard about stuff like this and recognized it, uh, and we're basically told, oh no, you, that's fake news. You're a liar. You don't know what you're talking about. I'd like, I'd like some vindication. I would. Those people who lost their 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 Twitter feeds or their their Twitter channels or YouTube channels, uh, people who uh, were banned on Facebook, uh, I'd like to see them get their. I'd like to see them get their positions back. Anyway, I just like justice. <laughs> Trust me, you know. Like I said, we lost uh, we lost a YouTube channel over over some stuff like that. But anyway, I'll move on. Uh, a W ban. We we'll say a W. I always use the quotations. Assault weapons. Assault weapons ban in Colorado has failed. Now, why is this? Why is this? Why is this an important story? Because Chicago, I mean, Chicago, Colorado is uh, well, it's Democrat controlled. So you're telling me in a Democrat controlled state, they were unable to get enough votes to ban semi semi uh, to ban semi-automatic firearms. Well, okay. There, there, there's a couple of things here. There's, there's one reason why I, I'm believing that they probably had a hard time getting rid of semi-automatic firearms. And that's because, uh, well, most firearms are semi-automatic. Once again, I'm looking here to see if it was just, because uh, I, I could be wrong. I could have actually mistitled this. Uh, let's see here. Well, I'll do material a little bit. Colorado Democratic lawmakers killed an, an ambitious bill Thursday that would have banned the sale and transfer of semi-automatic firearms, citing promises made to their constituents, concerns over a sweep of, over the sweep of the ban, even in even in a state still reeling from mass shooting in Colorado Springs months earlier. Washington State's Democratic-controlled state house cleared a ban on semi-automatic rifles Wednesday, joining the blue the blue bastions of California and New York. But Colorado's Democrat-controlled legislature was split on the issue, underscoring states' purple roots tensions between uh, urban ban, urban and urban and rural constituents, and ongoing bill push to uh, pull, push and pull between progressive and moderate Democrats uh, in this year's legislative uh, legislative session. So even here, I'm still kind of looking to see: is does this bill ban all semi-automatic firearms? Or does it ban, or does it just ban semi-automatic rifles? I'll have to look that up and probably let you guys know in the comments. Or if any of you know, go ahead and put it in the comments. And this is important because the most commonly owned firearm in the world, in and in the United States, is a semi-automatic handgun, right? That's a real simple semi-automatic handgun. Is uh, it you know it 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 once again it is the quintessential handgun. If you ban semi-automatic handguns, you ban probably 90% of all handguns that are owned 
uh, in this country. That's not going to be supported. Banning semi-automatic rifles. Now, usually what the usually what the assault weapon ban is, it usually includes semi-automatic rifles, semi-automatic centerfire rifles with a detachable magazine. Usually that's what they're talking about. Uh, unfortunately, PBS, because, uh, well, that's who this story was from, uh, evidently didn't go out of their way to try and make sure that uh, they knew the difference or knew what was going on. Uh, so anyway, so we're not really sure exactly which one that is. But if an assault weapons ban didn't pass, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, if a, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to do my air quotes. But if a, if a semi ban on semi-automatic firearms period didn't pass, uh, there's no way that's going to pass. At least not right now. I'm not saying that you're never going to see that. I'm surprised I haven't seen anybody offer anything like that in the state of California. Uh, but that's tantamount to, that's pr almost tantamount. Because then what, what do you have left? You have l shotguns, you have lever action rifles, uh, you have bolt action rifles, uh, and then you have revolvers. And that's it. Or single shot handguns. And that would really be it. That would be all the firearms that would be left. So, yeah, I don't see that being something that would actually become a reality. Anyway. And then I want to hit this last one. It, uh, GOP, GOP uh, passes Protection of Women, Women and Girls Sports Act. Now, this is important because in, most, in many media circles, they're saying that they passed anti-trans anti sports legislation. Right, you go, you read CNN. You go and you read, uh, you go and you read uh, uh, CNN, or you go and you read uh, uh, MSNBC. You go and you read the New York Times. All of this is pushed as anti-trans anti sports or ban on trans in women's sports, or ban on ban on trans in sports. Uh, but but here's what it is. It basically says if you are a biological male, you don't get to compete in sports. When you have a natural, when you have the natural advantage of having been born a biological male, right? You don't get to compete against women in sports. You can compete with others who are born biological males, or guess what? These entities can compete, can create, uh, can create uh, their own divisions that are trans athletes, and they can compete there. But to take someone who clearly has uh, uh, the genetic advantage of having increased mo bone density, increased musculature, uh, all of the things that come with, in particular, having gone through puberty as a male, like Leah Thomas has done, to allow them to compete against uh, biological women who have a natural physical disadvantage just is not right. And and by the way, I just want to know, for those of you out there who believe that this is wrong, uh, what do you what is your explanation to women athletes? What do you say to them when uh when the the NCAA woman of the year uh, turns out to have been a biological male? When when a guy when someone who as a male was what three ranked 300 something uh, in, in the NCAA in swimming is now number one in the NCAA. When someone who was, I mean, he was highly, I mean, he was competitive, but he wasn't number one in the number one in the NCAA in all of college sports. Now as a, she, she is number one in all of college sports. 
And the only thing that changed, the absolute only thing that changed was their pronouns. That's all that changed. Uh, uh, Leah Thomas is not undergoing any of is not. I mean, anyway, I don't know. Let me I'm not, I'm going to go to, to, to say whether or not Leah Thomas is undergoing uh, all of the things involved in the change. Uh, but I, we do know, we do definitely know that uh, there's at least one change that hasn't taken place. Um, but this makes absolutely no sense. This is not fair. I mean, where are the feminists out there? Where are the feminists who say, look, you know what? We need to be protecting women. Where are the women who say that we need to be protecting women? We don't need, we don't need individuals uh, with penises walking around women's locker rooms. I mean, where, 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 is, that, where is that level of common sense? Uh, I'll tell you where it is. Nowhere. It is definitely not in the Democratic Party as every member of the Democrat Party voted against this bill. Every single one. And that is sad. Or let me clarify, didn't look at the vote count. What I do know is no Democrats voted for it. Some may have abstained or not voted, which by the way, is, is, is akin to voting no. It really is. Because uh, it's in order to pass a bill, it comes up, it's a majority, you have to have the majority of those present and voting. And even if you just vote present, that's like a no vote because it's not a yes vote. If it's not a yes vote, then it's not a yes vote. Meaning they don't believe in protecting or allowing women to compete against other biological women in sports. Now, if this is the case, if we're going to allow this, then how about this? How about we just eliminate gender-specific sports? How about we allow uh, men, trans men, trans women, uh, uh, non-binary women... Uh, allow them all to compete. They can all compete on the same teams. They can all compete in the same sports, right? Since gender doesn't matter anymore, that's what we should do. And, you know, good luck to y'all. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually all for that. Okay, and on that note, uh, we're, we're getting near the end of our time, but it's time for us to go to our parting shots. Brought to you by Hog Holsters. Uh, you can find them at hogholsters.com. Make sure you use discount code The Rundown. All caps, no spaces. Get your hog holster today. All right, this first one I heard about. I heard about this. This was on an episode of Doctor Phil, and I think this speaks to a certain degree to uh, some of the issues and some of the concerns that we're dealing with uh, when we talked about the the crime and things like that that are going on in Chicago, but. Uh, this is a gentleman who is a civil rights activist who uh, is speaking to, and he, on the show they were talking specifically about reparations, but I think he's talking about how we, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts afterwards, but I want you to listen to what he has to say right now. There were about 3,700 free blacks who owned 12,000 slaves. Do they pay? Blacks really benefited more the first 100 years after slavery we have in the last 50 years. I was born in 1937 during the Depression. 98% of the households had a man and a woman raising children. Elderly people could walk safely in that community without fear of being assaulted by their grandchildren. Never heard of gunfire during that time. Never heard of a child being uh, shot to death in the crib. But there are 50 children today who have been shot 
and killed in our cities. We talk about remedies. We've got to look beyond saying that every solution has to have a, a, a winner and a loser, that blacks can only benefit if whites lose. Now, I want you to think about what he's saying now. The problem is we're in a society where, and, and I want you to think about all of the, 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 the diversity, equity, and inclusion, the, 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 the critical race theory, the anti-racism, is all saying that it is due to systematic racism that, that people, in this case in particular, talking about black people, are acting this way. And, and what it does is it says to them that unless white people change, there's not, you have no hope. There's nothing you can do because you are, you are what you're dealing with because white people have oppressed you. That's what they are saying. The, the government, the system, the Republicans, the white people have oppressed you. Therefore, you have no, uh, you have no agency in your own decisions. People are acting like, think about what the, what the, what the mayor-elect was saying, is that these people, they're, they're, in, they're in desperation. They have no control, they're hungry. These are not hungry people, I'm sorry. You saw, these are, are young, These you saw these young people, people out there with cell phones. These are young people that are out there wearing brand name uh, 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 jeans, sweatsuits. These are not people who are in, who, who, are, who are starving to death, right? These are people who have been told that you cannot succeed because the white man won't let you. And what he's saying is, is that during the time in which there was real racial discrimination, during the time in which there was real oppression of black people, of people of color in this country, you didn't see this stuff happening. You didn't see black people killing black people, shooting black people. You didn't see fathers abandoning uh, the mothers of their children and their children, right? You saw people helping each other out. He, he made it a point uh, in another point in this interview where he said, when white people were at their worst, black people were at their best. And now we're dealing with the exact opposite. Now you have, what you we, we, we now are in a country where once again, we are the freest, we are the most economically prosperous, uh, we are the most educated peoples of African descent in the world. And yet you have, we are, we are now becoming the most lawless, right? We're seeing our children, we're losing our children, our families have been decimated. And if you want to know something, let me just be clear. It's not the, the patriotic MAGA Republicans that are doing it. Go back and look. Look at what some of one of the fundamental goals of the Black Lives Matter movement. They've removed it from their website now. But it was to destroy the family. To tear down the family. To make sure fathers weren't in the house. That was one, that was a, a part of what they wanted to do. That was one of their fundamental goals. Guess who else had that, has that fundamental goal? Marxists. Marxists. That's right. What we are dealing with now is cultural Marxism. It is cultural and racial Marxism. And I know y'all don't want to hear that. I know that sounds paranoid. Uh, but I, if you take the time 
Take the, to it. How about you do this? How about you just go back and read some of the original, some of the writings of those who support the Black Lives Matter movement, those who support quote unquote anti-racism, and then take some time and read the Communist Manifesto. Go ahead and read Rules, Rules for Radicals, and you tell me that I'm not wrong. You tell me you don't hear the same phrases, the same phraseology, the same accusations. It's all there. It's all there, folks. All right, and then we have this last one, uh, which uh, we, uh, this last week. Uh, on Tucker Carlson, you had Elon Musk talking about, uh, well, talking about the fact that, uh, well, Twitter is, uh, well, Twitter ain't the, ain't, uh, the uh, employment opportunity it once was. What percentage of your staff did you fire at Twitter? One of the great business stories of the year. <laughs> I think we're about, we're about uh, 20% of uh, the original size. Uh, so 80% left? Uh, yes. 80% are gone from the day That's you took correct, yes. So how do you run the company with only 20% of the staff? Turns out uh, you don't need uh, that, well, that many people to run Twitter. But 80%? That's a lot. If you're, if you're not trying to run some sort of uh, glorified activist organization uh, with, with, uh, and you don't care that much about censorship, then uh, you can really let go of a lot of people, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. See, as long as you're not spending all... Now we realize how much energy and effort they were spending on wokeism there at Twitter. On, on controlling and censoring people. Now we know when 80% of the people, uh, well, when you can operate on 20% of, <laughs> 20% of staff. And I don't know about you, but my Twitter experience has not degraded any. It's no worse than it was. Uh, it, it, in fact, it's a lot better now that uh, some folks who exercise are, are allowed to exercise their free speech once again. But on that note, it's time for us to go. We very much appreciate you tuning in. Uh, once again, quick shout out, Hitman Industries. Get your rifle and pistol length barrels at hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly. Be a part of California's future today. If you get a chance, check out their conference going on this weekend, cragop.org. And then, oh, no, not finally. You got hog holsters. If you're looking for a holster, go to hogholsters.com. Use discount code RUNDOWN, all caps, no spaces. And then finally... Looking for outdoor gear, tactical gear, hunting gear. Get everything that you need right there at uscombatgear.com. And on that note, we're going to head and call it a week, call it a day, call it a show. And we'll be back on Monday, fun day, gun day. Y'all take care. We'll talk to you again real soon.